Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have the privilege of introducing Alice Evans. Over the past 20 years, Alice has worked as a clinician in both chiropractic and Pilates, and as an educator in the health promotion and e-learning space. Through her company, Evidence for Exercise, Alice has developed over 45 hours of engaging online content and has trained over 3,000 practitioners worldwide. An early and passionate adopter of Pilates, Alice established a multidisciplinary clinic in 2006 and has had over 80,000 consults. And as a chiropractor, she has a special interest in low back pain and is an annual international guest speaker at the Virtual Neurology Summit. Alice is a former national gymnastics champion and coach and has a lifelong passion for exercise. Alice's presentation at this year's PAA conference is titled Tackling the Problematic Low Back, a Client-Centric, Evidence-Based Pilates Approach. Alice, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Alice, could you give us a quick overview of the presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? The purpose of my presentation is to home in on the fact that Pilates instructors have such a powerful tool when it comes to back pain because Pilates isn't just your standard type of exercise. It focuses beautifully on the whole person and it focuses on technique. But the background for many Pilates instructors might not be focused on the low back, even though there has been such a groundswell of interest in Pilates for the low back. So in my presentation, I like to discuss a little bit of history to set the scene for why we take a certain approach to patients with low back pain. Some of it will probably make you laugh how people used to think that back pain came from some mysterious things from outside of your body or various curious cures, but you'd be surprised about how some concepts have erroneously stuck with us, but then there's some of these weird concepts, in inverted commas, have actually been backed up by research today. So some of it sticks and some of it shouldn't. And when I discuss the current research, it should free you a little bit from the pressure of having to know it all because you'll realize that we still have a lot to learn. And so we can only use the tools we have at our disposal right now. And right now, exercise in particular is a real shining light in the approach to low back pain. But going back to Pilates, I want to bring out the massive advantage we have due to the way we practice, which is very personalized and technique driven. And that is something really backed by the research. So I'm going to discuss the therapeutic alliance, which is your relationship with the client and how you can use that to your advantage. And finally, I'll touch on anatomy and physiology, some simple tests you can use to identify challenging patients and some guidance about exercises to actively use for low back pain, but also some things to avoid. Listening to you speak, Alice, reminds me of my fortunate days at the Australian Ballet School as part of the health team there. There was many brainiacs on the team there, of which I thoroughly enjoyed listening to over many years. And often a research paper would be presented and there was many nods around the room because the collective agreement was that these things have been happening for many years in the practice of classical ballet in particular. 
However, the research was fascinating and particularly reassuring in many ways. And I find that myself at a Pilates conference many years over, that it's so great to hear presenters with your expertise come and shore up and reaffirm many things that we've been doing in many cases intuitively with our Pilates teaching, but with your expertise and experience speaking to that, it's fabulous. That's right. It's quite funny when a piece of research comes out where you go, hang on, we've been doing that for years. You don't need to tell me that. But it's lovely also to be totally backed up. And not being the type of person that dives into the research to the extent that you and many of your colleagues do, it's fantastic to be able to hear that being reassured and backed up by what's been happening with Pilates for many years. For sure. And Alice, can you share with us the background experience or the specific learning you had yourself that was the catalyst for creating the content for this conference presentation? Absolutely. I started out in elite gymnastics when I was nine years old. And my body was pushed and pulled into all sorts of extreme positions. My back actually held up pretty well to all of that until boom, one day I was flying over the low bar from the high bar and I was meant to catch it. It was right there at my fingertips, but I missed and I landed on my butt. And that was my first experience of back pain. So I went to a chiropractor and wow, that treatment gave me instant relief. And you know what? Despite what they say about having to go back to the chiropractor again and again, I actually haven't experienced anything like that pain again. But the thing I attribute that to is Pilates, which I studied back in 2006 after I graduated as a chiropractor. And I think Pilates has been really preventative to me. All of that experience led me to fixate on creating the perfect mix in my clinic of chiropractic and Pilates with a focus on low back pain. In 2015, I started my business, Evidence for Exercise, which is online e-learning and face-to-face seminars for practitioners where we break down all the evidence for prescribing exercise for various conditions and deliver it in a way that is practical. So I transferred my knowledge to train others and low back pain really is the area I work most with. So I wanted to deliver that to the Pilates community. Sounds fantastic. Out of curiosity, Alice, in my experience, I've been less commonly exposed to the relationship of chiropractic with Pilates. Can you touch on that briefly in the lead up to the conference? I would say there is very little collaboration with chiropractic and Pilates. I can't think of another chiropractor who is also a Pilates instructor. So I think it's a rare combination, which it actually works really well together. With those insights and with those comments, I'm curious what it is that had you progress your Pilates overlay with your chiropractic that isn't so widespread across the board. I think it's going to be fascinating to hear you speak at the conference in that regard. Definitely my background in gymnastics made me think that just doing spinal manipulation is not the complete picture. And I couldn't help myself to include something physical into my clinic. Obviously, I couldn't incorporate gymnastics because I was a gymnastics coach, but clearly people with back pain can't do that. So I, by happenstance, came across a Pilates studio and I started it and I thought, I can totally relate to this because gymnastics, Pilates, it's so relatable. And I also could relate it to my patients. I thought, they're going to love this. It's safe, but I can extend them when I need to. And patients just love it. 
I think we can all agree, and I'm sure many of the listeners to the podcast would probably be nodding at this point on your comment. The joy that we see on our client's face when they have the relief that you're talking about is abounding. Yes, definitely. And along those lines, Alice, for those considering coming on to your presentation at the conference, what will be the top couple of takeaway ideas and concepts from the session? When you're dealing with a patient with low back pain, one of the top takeaways is that you need to tailor your exercise program. I don't think I really need to express that too much to Pilates instructors, but you really can't do anything generic and you want to listen to that patient's experiences to guide your approach. So when I say experiences, there's some really specific cues that will tell you when to, for example, avoid a lot of flexion in the Pilates program. I'm going to teach you about that or that when you need to focus on breathing or when it would be a really good idea to focus on the glutes. So I'm going to give you some little tips about what type of presentations will guide that approach. The next takeaway is how to use the therapeutic alliance. That's the relationship you have with your client. You want to use that massively to your advantage because these clients are seeing other practitioners that aren't taking the time with them. You've got an advantage. You want the client to walk out of your Pilates studio and go, wow, no one has ever been that thorough and that attentive with me before. This person really knows what they're doing. After you do that, that client will be yours for life, even once they've recovered from back pain. So I'm going to teach you a little bit about that as well. And finally, I'm going to talk about the importance of knowledge. When you get really good at understanding the mechanisms of back pain, as we understand them in the research today, then you'll just walk into your client appointment with so much more confidence. And that translates to change for your patient or your client. I can see myself attending your session at the conference, Alice, and nodding vigorously. And I'm also hearing a lot of overlay of the biopsychosocial model in what you're talking about. There's a lot of connection between clients to consider. And I've even had the comment, like you just mentioned, about not necessarily feeling like an absolute expert on any specific topic, but actually taking the time with my clients to listen to them and help them navigate through what they're experiencing. It goes a long way in terms of building the trust with the relationship. Yes, it is a unique thing that Pilates instructors do have is that they have the time because other practitioners are pumped for time, but you have a whole one-on-one or small class that you can devote that time to their needs. It's pretty fascinating hearing these things from you, Alice, having a lot of background reading and research to come to those conclusions. Yeah, I actually found it fascinating that previously the therapeutic alliance as a concept hadn't been researched. It's always just been something we do naturally as Pilates instructors, but now it's actually being researched and it's, hang on, there's something really in this. Again, we've always known that, but it's really lovely to see that's coming out and also allowing us to have our own unique approach to people as part of evidence-based medicine. So it's great. I think it lifts a load off many shoulders, having the comfort and the backup to say that you don't have to know it all. But in fact, it's the importance of nurturing these cross-profession relationships and multidisciplinary relationships that foster a healing space for your client. Yes. Take the pressure off yourself. You don't have to know everything. You've already got an advantage with the way you approach your clients. 
And I think it's important to broadcast that loud and clear, Alice, because the fortunate position you and I are in with many years down the track with our experience to shout that loud and clear to relatively new practitioners who perhaps feel a little bit of that pressure. I think it's so great to know that's not the case, in fact. Sure. Yeah. I'm not advocating for not trying to advance your knowledge. I'm actually advocating for advancing your knowledge. But as I say, if you've graduated as a Pilates instructor, you've already got an evidence base behind you. And that's certainly something that the PAA is striving for, Alice, with promoting the inclusivity of Pilates across the board. And the conference, for example, is an amazing event to attend for those who are considering coming along because it isn't a place where practitioners with 15 plus years of experience hang out. It's actually a great place for younger teachers to come and learn and immerse themselves in what's there to take away. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity. And Alice, for those coming along to the presentation, what will they be able to immediately apply with their clients when they return to work on the Monday morning after the conference? On Monday morning, you'll immediately be able to differentiate your clients who have worrisome back pain compared to back pain, which is really straightforward. So you'll be able to go in with more confidence in terms of saying, let's get really stuck in and do some Pilates, or we have to be careful here. We have to be careful about not aggravating your problem. So you'll be much more confident in differentiating those two types of people. You also have a basic set of Pilates exercises for certain types of presentations. I can't achieve a massive amount in that short space of time, but this will be a platform for you to ignite your passion for improving your knowledge about low back pain. Also, you'll have a greater understanding of that biopsychosocial approach and feel much more comfortable in your own skin when approaching low back pain. Sounds so rich. We all can't wait for your presentation at the conference in Melbourne in August. Alice, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks so much for your time and we look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Thanks. Looking forward to it. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. And remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.